As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself as we talk about investing finance and retirement. And we're going to have some fun over the next couple of podcasts. We're going to do income planning essentials today. Uh, but we also have some fun uh, kind of flip things on the on its head a little bit. Reasons to not call a financial advisor. We're going to do a few of those this week and a few on the next podcast a little later in October. So you'll have to tune in for both of those. But there's some pretty funny ones on here. Uh, so we'll have a good time with that. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm fine. Nothing new. Uh, summer's waning. Uh, those everybody that's listening to this in the valley already knows that. People that are not that are listening from someplace else. Uh, this was actually a pretty decent summer. Yeah, it, we got some we got some rain. Uh, it wasn't ridiculously hot. We had no cactus die in our backyard this year. So, and other wow. than that, it's just. Same old, same old. Is that a measure of success since I don't live in that area? Is the, That a cactus dies? Does not die? Does it does? Die? Yes. Oh, no. Well, we know. No, last year was the gigantic outlier. Gotcha. Okay. Last year was brutal. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. We call the Desert Botanical Garden here. And they said, oh, no, we're stuff's dying here. Stuff's like dying left and right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So for non-Arizona uh, people, <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's go. a measurable thing when cactus die or not. And that, that tells you it's yeah. hot as all get out with lack of water. Yeah. And you guys, it's pretty interesting because we talked about this briefly. Um, you guys just don't get a lot of rain, which, no. again, you were telling me, you're like, we got rain and we were excited. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I moved here from Seattle because, oh, my God, there's more than enough. Well, that's a difference. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you see rain all the time there. So, well, cool. Well, good. Well, let's talk about some income planning essentials, Mr. Scott. We're going to yes, get sir. into this. Um, you're like um, giving it more power, right? You're like Scotty from uh, Star Trek. Were you Star Trek? Guy? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. So, am I fanatic? Am I fanatical? Of course not. Well, no. Well, I can't see you being fanatical about just about anything. But, and I always. Uh, I'm interested no. in a lot of stuff and fanatical about almost nothing. There you go. Well, I, you know, back in the day, I used to love the sayings and the stuff that said, be a fan, not a fanatic, right? Because typically when we go into fanatical, that's when things just get bad and weird and wonky, and that's usually never good. So just be a fan of something, not a fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Income planning essentials. You know, obviously you're well-versed in these things and so on and so forth, and we're going to get ourselves... We'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so as we get closer to retirement, there's some things we should be pondering and have these income essentials in place. And one of those is, you know, the change over the last several years of plan to be retired for decades, not just years. Now, I'm in this category, Charles, we've talked about it before, that my parents, yep. all the men in my family die young, so I'm probably going to... But that doesn't mean I have to plan my budget and my retirement funds that way in case I'm wrong. True. I mean, that's exactly it. And it, but I, it's to me, family medical genealogy has a role in it, but you can't count on that. I mean, Sherry, for example, both of her parents died very, very young. And, you know, it's, she's fine. Um, she's more than fine. Or right, maybe right. fine's really the right word. She's fine. Hey, uh, fine. Hey, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, if you're, if you're expecting and you're, and therefore you're decided I'm going to spend it all right now, uh -huh. then, cause I'm not going to live very long. That's probably not prudent. It's not, uh, it's not a good recipe. Uh, no. 
Well, no, it's not at all. Uh, stuff's going to cost more in the future. You're going to need to make sure that you figured all of that out. Uh, nothing costs less. Inflation has reared its uh, interesting head again. I won't call it ugly because it is always there. I mean, my perfect example of inflation over time has been, yeah, well, we're going to talk about that later. So I'll I'll save that one okay. for, for another moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the the decade thing. So you you, you go to, you get a real good full time job when you're 20 or 25 years old, and you work till you're 65 and you retire. So that's 40 years ish, maybe right. a little bit more. Okay. And now, if you live to a reasonable life expectancy from 65 to 85, that's 20. So could you work basically three days a week and pay for four, you know, or work four days a week and pay for three? If you only work four days a week for your whole career, could you pay for it? That's kind of the percentage. That's sort of the ratio of what it is. Hmm, you don't, okay. ex- you can't expect to do that. It just doesn't, it doesn't work for most yeah. people. So you've got to be planning. You've got to know what, and the, the critical thing is good grief. It's just how much are we going to spend? You're just going to spend more when you initially retire. Uh, you're going to spend less and then you're going to spend less. Uh, you know, what is it that I've said it before? It's the, Go go slow go no go years. Right. And well, then the medical kind of is going to probably compound in the in the later oh, years yeah. too. So. Oh yeah. You know the fidelity's got the study of uh, a couple at sixty five is going to be out of pocket by when it, it changes all the time three hundred fifty thousand dollars plus for medical expenses. Right. If they live at normal. So I mean, you've, it's it's planning, and you can't predict the future, but you could try and plan as best as you can. Well, you've so, got the you've got the rule of seventy two jotted down here as a note. Yeah. What what is that? What does that mean? Okay, that's well, that's a really simple one. It's you take interest rates and time, and you could divide either one of them into seventy two, and you get the other. So, if you said I want a ten percent rate of return on my money, how long is it going to take me? So you divide ten into seventy two, and you get seven point two years. Okay. Or I want to live, you know, or you divide the time you want to figure out what's the interest rate return that you want to get out of it. So that's all it is. So you uh, basically you need seven, you know, on average, so we'll just say on average, you're looking at 7.2 years to increase your money to double it. If, if you, if you got a, a 10% rate of return, or 10%, I'm sorry. Yeah. 10%. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, 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 the rate of return and, or the time or the two gotcha. triggering, okay. triggering events. And so if you're retired for decades, then, you know, you've got time for this, but you, to your point, we're going to talk about inflation in just a second, that, that you're going to have to combat some other things along the way. So one of the things let's talk about combating is number, the next one on my list here, which oh. is going to safety, right? So we all, you know, well, we're getting older, got to go to safety, whether it's yep. safety in your home, whether it's safety where you plant your feet when you're walking so you don't fall. Whatever the case is, safety, safety, safety is like the conversation piece. Well, safety financially used to mean bonds, but that's not so much the case anymore, right? So what are some other things to, you know, ponder? I mean, people think annuities or they think, you know, REITs or something, you know, what do you got? All of an annuity is not a bad idea. It depends on what kind you want to get. There are Dozens of different kinds. They're all built to do something specific. So you need to know specifically what you want. And in this, you know, retirement income, your an annuity does give you the potential to have a guaranteed lifetime income of some amount of money. It's when people had a pension plan, when they retired, the company they work for didn't plan on paying them every year. They just went out and bought an annuity that would pay them every year. Or every month, or whatever they said, they just they transferred the risk to the insurance company. They bought a lifetime annuity. Um, I mean, isn't that all a pension really employee? is? I mean, is annuity? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Basically, although there's there's dozens and dozens and dozens and maybe hundreds of different variations of different sure. kinds of annuities, right. but they work. Real estate investment trusts, REITs can work. They uh they have a typically a higher interest rate 
But bonds for two reasons. One, their interest rates are historically really low right now and the lowest they've probably ever been. And the other issue that happens is when bonds, if you have a real bond or a bond mutual fund, when interest rates go up, the value of the bond or the bond fund goes down. Mm -hmm. It's the teeter-totter effect. Right. Interest rates on one end, value of the bond or fund on the other end. And when one goes up, the other end goes down. If you bought a bond today expecting that, you know, I'm going to, you will get paid for the duration of the bond, but the purchasing power of it is going to go down because inflation, which we're going to talk about in a second, will happen. And the value of the bond, if you wanted to sell it in between the time I bought it and the, you know, and the time it matures, right. won't yep. be as much as you paid for it. Yes. Yeah, the last so, time I talked to you, I saw that the... Um the 10 years had slipped a few percentage points or whatever, and it dropped like four points or whatever. And it's like 1.31. Yeah. Uh, and this was a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, do you want to put your money in something for 10 years to get 1.31 when Social Security is talking about in 2022 doing like a, between a four and a 6% uh, cost of living adjustment to handle right. inflation. So just use those numbers and go, yeah, yeah if Social Security is thinking about four to 6% for an increase and this bond's paying 1.31, that ain't keeping up with nothing. Mm-mm. So inflation. That's exact that's exactly the point. Yeah. So even if you bought a lifetime annuity, you don't know, you know, again, we go we're talking about inflation next. Let's talk about it now. Yeah, I was gonna say Stuff inflation. Co- we hit it. Let's let's do it. Let's talk about it. What is inflation? Stuff costs more. Yeah. I have, you know, I always ask older folks, did you pay more for your last car than you did for your first house? It's so and wild I, that people have. Yeah. And I, and I almost get a giggle from them. Younger people have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah. But, you know, and you don't have to be that old for that, Charles, because I was talking with another advisor the other day. He was looking at a brand new truck, a 2021 truck or whatever. It's like I was like, I would not buy a truck right now. I would not buy anything new right now with the manufacturing problems. But either way, I digress. He's talking about this truck and it was like (laughs) 75 grand. And I asked him that question and I said, what'd you pay for your first house? Because he's only in his late 40s, right? Early 50s, I think. Yeah. And And he he was kind of dumbfounded. He stopped for a second. and He goes, you know what? You're right. He's like, I think it was like 50 grand. Yeah. No, I know. You don't it's have to be 80 for that to be a thing, right? It's no, yeah. no, 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 you don't. It's, I mean, you know, housing prices have, you know, been pretty robust for the last two or three decades. But oh, for still, sure. The other one that I like, and this is the one that I, that I learned first when I got into the business was okay. as over time, go back to what, what was the cost of a postage stamp 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, does the same darn thing, does yeah. nothing better than it ever did before. Just costs it's not new and improved, astronomically right? more than it did in the beginning. Yeah, some of us are old enough to remember a penny postcard or a five cent postage stamp. So you know, I well, mean, then that's, put, but then they put Elvis's, then they put Elvis's face on it and changed it all. So you well, know, that's but, yeah, but they had to charge more for that. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, um, I, I you know I call it, I go with this. I'm 50 now, Charles, and I call it the Snicker bar effect because I used to love on my way to high school which was in the late 80s, I used to love to stop in the gas station real quick, if I didn't, even if I didn't need gas, and get a Mountain Dew and a Snickers bar. And I could get both of those for less than, I believe, I think it was less than 60 cents for both of them. And this is sure. like in 1989, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. And now I couldn't get a Mountain Dew, you know, like a 12-ounce can and a Snickers bar for 60 cents now if I tried, right? It'd be yeah. like a dollar well, sixty. Maybe like a dollar empty wrapper. Empty yeah. wrapper, empty can. Yeah. So, I mean, just something that tiny, the little intangible thing. Yeah. And to the yeah. point I just made yeah. about the cost of living adjustment from Social Security, most pensions, most things don't have, they're not building in cost of living adjustments. That's something yep. you've got to do as an advisor. you got to build this yep. in for people. Got to try to. Got to absolutely try to. Make sure they understand it. Can you calculate it perfectly? Of course not. 
but can you make sure that they have things that, that should work? And so what do you do? Are you shooting for higher than what the quote unquote perceived inflation is? Yeah, in, in like the return, right? it, it comes down to trying to put a number on something that you can't predict. It's really, do you have enough or don't you? And can we help you get more? Maybe you should work longer. Maybe you like doing what, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to get around it. The retirement 65 thing is, mm-hmm. is uh, we could talk about that some other time. And I probably have talked about it in the past where it all came from. Why 65? Although they've, re- you know, the, the basic age has gone up some, but conceptually people still say 65. Right. And, you know, they're. Well, I don't know. My so brother, my brother's 63. He's turning 64 next year. And he took a week off this not too long ago. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I need to not take a week, whole week off again because I don't want to go back now. He's like, I am ready to retire. He's like, so when I get to 65, I am out. Right. So we get it ingrained in us, but for, but you know, the body also, or the mind starts to say, you know what? I'm, I'm just tired. I just want to, he really enjoyed his time relaxing, you know? And the, the, the challenge ends up being, and that is, have you just realized that, or have you been planning for it all the way along? Because you haven't been planning for it all the way along. And it's like, oh, I'm going to be done five years from now because I'm 60 or right. I'm 62 and I want to be done at 67 full retirement age. Um, I better get on it. Yeah. Or am <laughs> I way too late? Yeah, exactly. Well, so, and, you know, anyway. and for for those folks who maybe haven't done anything yet, you know, I don't think there's ever such thing as too late, but you can't wait yet another day, right? Every day yeah, you wait true. becomes even worse. So do yeah. something, yeah. whatever yeah. that is, you know, and if you're already working with Charles, which a lot of times our, our listeners of the podcast are great, you're in good shape. But if, if you're not, you know, then make sure you're reaching out to a qualified professional and talking with them and having a conversation. Now that said, I'm going to flip the script and give us, we're going to have some fun here, Charles, with some reasons to not call a financial advisor. Uh, This is completely facetious, tongue-in-cheek, because the obvious thing is that you really do, I think, we think, that you do need to use one because there's so many facets and so many things that can go wrong. But let's have some fun with this. And, uh, you know, you kind of hit us up with some things here when you, th- when you think, uh, what you think of whenever I give you this punch or that, this main line okay. here. Okay. Okay. Sure. You can add your quote unquote, you know, punchline if you'd like. So okay. if you are like the Jedi master of the internet and you are not intimidated <laughs> at all by typing in the word, cause I, I just did this. I just typed in financial planner or financial planning, excuse me. And I got 2.4 billion hits. So yeah. if, if you Good luck. if you are the Jedi <laughs> master and can navigate through that and feel comfortable, you yeah. might not need a financial advisor. Good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I want to know what the heck you do. There's so much information, mm. so much information, overwhelming amount of information. And it's always there. And everybody's got an opinion, which now translates into information. Sure. Yeah. And, and how do you know if it's germane to what you need? It's not. Financial planning is not that complicated, except it is. There's a lot of moving parts, but there's only, no, there's five, there's five main gears. Right. And there's a whole bunch of teeth on those gears to have, you have to move through. Yeah. But how do you know that you're even focusing on or spending time learning something that's even remotely germane to your situation? Right. Because most people have a hard time coming up with their situation for Pete's sake. How much do you spend every month? People are astonished when we make them go through that exercise. Because we've got like four pages of a spreadsheet, you have to fill it out. They're they're always amazed at three or four or five categories. Oh man, I had no idea I spent that much. Sure. Oh yeah. And, and to so your, you, 
So how do you know you're getting information that's germane to your situation? Exactly. It's out there. It's out there. We have gotten so good with this technology that think about this too. When you're looking at something, you can't tell a lot of times anymore if it's an actual news story or an advertisement. Oh, yeah. There are Jimmy Dean sausage commercials on television, okay? Breakfast sausage. Stuff. Uh-huh. He's been dead for decades. Right. They've computer generated his voice. It's the same, you know, and it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, there's so much stuff out there. It's hard to do. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that again, funny reason as to maybe why you might not want to call a financial advisor if you are the, you know, Google Jedi master, which I doubt That's any it. of us are. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Another reason to not call one is you're self-motivated. Like you don't need a coach. You don't need anybody helping you do anything because you never make mistakes. <laughs> right. Okay. I, that, that to me, Seems like it might be somewhat plausible. All right. But then don't call me when you screw something up. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're that if you're that comfortable and you're that confident, then then we wouldn't be a good fit for you anyway, to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to try and talk you into something that doesn't make sense to you because you think you know more about it than I do. You might on some certain th- topics. I totally agree with that. And you might, you know, you might just... Don't feel you need it. And we run into those people on a regular basis. Okay, that's great. It's your life. It's yeah. your money. If you don't feel we can add value to the proposition, that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, because if you're not going to accept, if you're not going to be willing to entertain and listen yeah. to the feedback, then why are you wasting your money and time, right? Yeah, so. totally. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, look at look at Tom Brady, right? Okay, I mean, you know, now he's almost 45 and he's still out there just getting it done like crazy and I can't stand the guy. But he is... A monster, right? And so he know he's been playing this game a really long time. He knows just about everything there is to know, but he still has yeah. a coach. Well, that's well, that's the other side of having a coach. Everybody has a coach. The best players in the world have coaches. He still has one. He knows yeah, everybody, you yeah, can't yeah. tell me he doesn't know just as much as them, but he still oh, sure. has one, right? Yeah. Because you yeah, can't see he, everything all the time from every angle. No, you don't. Nobody does. I don't. So, and clearly this guy is super self-motivated, right? So clearly that is not a problem for him is self-motivation. So, uh, you know, the rest of us mere mortals, right? (laughs) Versus versus Tom Brady. We we all have procrastination issues. We're all going to let things slide. We're all going to take shortcuts from time to time. Look, you ever been on a diet? You took a shortcut. Don't lie to yourself, right? You've ever, you know, gone on an exercise regime. You took days off that you knew you weren't supposed to or whatever. So you're going to do the same thing financially based. So again, if you're like perfect, then don't call an advisor. But most of us are not, so therefore you're going to want someone to help you. Uh, Let's do one more, and then we'll wrap it up for this week, and then we'll save the rest of these funny ones for the next time. Uh, Charles, you got nothing but time on your hands, nothing nothing to do at all. So you might not need a financial advisor because you can devote all the time to working on this. Well, that's if that's what rocks your boat, then great, do it. We come back to the first idea here, and that is all the stuff that you're looking at and researching and reading and hearing people and watching people. And is it germane to you? Do you know enough to know, again, if it is or isn't? Again, there's a lot of people that are very successful doing it themselves. Fine. I I applaud you. Um, There's, you know, we've never run into anybody that didn't have some sort of a gap in their knowledge base because we do too. We're humans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I, again, I say, great, I'm fine with that. You don't need, you don't need me. You know, we basically, for the most part, have never given a second opinion. But, but who? Well, come in, I want to, can you give me a second opinion on this? No, you know, I really don't do that. Uh, I'll give you my opinion, but I'm not going to do it 
just because, you know, if you are, if you're pretty comfortable doing what you're doing, it's your life, it's your money, it's your choice. I'm right. You know, if you want to, you know, if you really want an advisor, that's going to work for you. Great. But nah, on a onesie basis, nah, that doesn't make much sense to me. But who has that much like like nobody? I think nowadays life is so hectic, you know, that say, well, I don't have enough happening my in my life, or I can devote hours a day to making sure well, I'm doing this. Now, I'm not saying there isn't. There's lots of DIYers sure. that are out there successful, but oh, yeah. Again, our demographic here, we're turning the corner into retirement. So you're a pre-retiree or a retiree. Is that the best use of your time? Is that really what you well, want to be doing? Well, that's the other thing. Sure. And yeah. there are a few. There's, um, so if you're out there and you're one of those and you're like, hey, you know, this, you're talking to me. You're knocking me. I'm not knocking you. But if you totally get off on it and enjoy it, and this is your thing, that's fine. But that's not most people, right? 99 oh, out Lord, of 100 no. do not want to spend their time doing this stuff because they'd rather... Yeah. Go be, you know, go live in retirement, go have some fun with the things that, that do turn them on. Well, that's right. I'm, I totally agree. Totally agree. So that's fine. That's reasons to maybe not call a financial advisor. Uh, probably none of those are very good ones. We've got some even funnier and way worse ones coming up on the next podcast. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to what you need to do for you. And every situation is different. So make yep. sure that you're doing the right things for yourself. There's a lot of information that can be had out there. But do you have the time, the inclination, the drive and so on and so forth to get it done the way you want to? Or even just for that, not second opinion, but second guessing of ourselves that we all do as humans. I mean, that's why we turn to a professional. I use the car analogy all the time, so I'll sign off with that this yep. week, Charles, that we all basically, if you drive a car, you basically know how it works. You have a good understanding. You put gas in it. You put oil in it. You know how to operate it, so on and so forth. But most of us do not want to know how to take the engine apart, rebuild it, and put it back together. And that's, that's for sure. And that's what you guys basically do, right? So, yeah. we, you know, anybody can figure out how to do a lot of this financial stuff. But at the end of the day, you turn to a mechanic to really fix your car. Well, same thing. You turn to a financial professional to really f help you get your retirement fixed and in shape. So with that, I'm going to let you go, my friend. We'll get out of here this week because we're over 20 minutes and we try to keep these around 20 for folks. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time here on Financial Choices Matter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher to listen to Charles and I ramble on about things. Make sure you find him online at PelotonCapital.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast at PelotonCapital.com. Give him a jingle at 480-513-1830 because financial choices matter. We'll see you next time. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.